Welcome to Serviced Accommodation Secrets with me, Sally Kemba. This is the podcast where you get the on the ground experience that we're living and breathing with our serviced accommodation units. So you get to share our hacks and tips, our mistakes, so you can learn from those and thrive on our success. Welcome to this episode of Serviced Accommodation Secrets. Thanks for joining me this time. I'm sharing some things that have been happening this week at our service department. So it's a bit of a commentary this week, but some really good reminders to anyone who's thinking of operating service accommodation or anyone who already does is that things don't always go quite to plan. And although, you know, SA is really great, so you can have some great guests, you can have really nice things happening and you know, have great income from it. But sometimes things aren't amazing and they aren't brilliant. But we always learn from what happens and from our guests, which has to be a really great thing, doesn't it? (laughs) It does. It does. So sometimes we get frustrations and different things happen. But it's just something really great to share because obviously we're really grateful to our guests and they are our lifeblood. So we need guests to come to our properties and book and then it means that we've got a great business and we do everything to make sure that their stay is is really great but sometimes there are problems and uh, so we just have to be really good at sorting them out essentially so there are five things i'm going to go through this time because it's really good to be realistic sometimes and especially if you've heard brilliant things about service accommodation and you're thinking of doing it and you think there's no downside well there are downsides and there are lots of upsides as well but for the things I'm going to go through today there are five things that I think will be really useful for people. So the first thing is that um, guests and the number of guests who are staying, we need to know whether it's one or a bigger party. And sometimes guests aren't necessarily quite so open about that when they book and you kind of find out later. So that's one thing. And the second thing is that uh, guests can leave your property in a mess or take things, things go missing. um, And so that can be an issue and so you have to have things in place to make sure you know what's going on and how to rectify these things. The third thing is you are going to need processes in place when you're running serviced accommodation and sometimes the guests don't like those, they find them a bit disturbing and so it's how to approach the guest and build a relationship, build rapport with them and make sure that they are happy with what you're um how you run your business and what you're asking them to do i'm thinking signing terms and conditions is the thing uppermost in my mind but yeah it's processes and and how to have a great guest experience um without doing anything too surprising um like you know asking for id um but also covering yourself and and the fourth thing is you and how you manage yourself which is obviously important at all times because sometimes um things might happen that 
make you have an emotional reaction but when um, sending emails to people always write them and then read them for a while before you send them if you're not in a balanced state of mind I don't tend to have that happen actually particularly but mostly I have to read them to make sure I spelt things right not missed out words anyway which is another good thing but yeah so always be calm and always be polite and the fifth thing is have procedures and processes in place that help you to make sure that when things do go wrong and a little bit pear-shaped you're covered and you know what to do to get your property all ready for your next guest and so does your team and also from the financial aspect you're not going to be out of pocket so the first one of those the guest occupancy now some people just charge a flat rate for their properties but we charge an initial rate for one guest and that's fine if we've got a single occupancy but if there's a second guest or so on up to four as the most that can fit in our one bed apartments because we've got zip link beds and we've got a sofa bed and six is the most or are the most that we can fit in our two bedroom apartments because we've got um, two bedrooms again zip link beds and then we've got a sofa bed as well in the living room so apart from anything else if you know how many guests are coming you can obviously plan this and set the beds up how they want them and that's been really great for us actually being versatile like that does mean you have to have a certain stock of linen but because ours are all in one place it actually really helps so if families come or business associates or friends and they want to have two single beds then that works really well and so we can set those up in advance make sure you've got the right size bedding etc and all the right amount of um, fluffy towels and and all of your um welcome pack and so forth caters for that amount of people so it helps us to know um you know how many people are coming to actually prepare for them and give them a really great experience as well but sometimes it turns out that one guest books and more guests stay now if more guests stay there's not a problem but apart from setting up for them you know you're going to have more uh, laundry needed doing there's likely to be more cleaning involved and you know more running costs so if somebody is i don't know for example we had um some people come and they were tourists and they were going to watch the golf we actually had some golfers as well but then also um one of them wasn't so keen so it's a, a couple and she was going to stay back at the apartment and so somebody who's back at the apartment is going to be using more of the utilities obviously and so especially over a period of time um, you know it can really mount up so we decided to charge additional amounts for guests so if somebody arrives and they've got more than one person then and uh, they've only booked for one then they're going to have to pay for the additional occupancy so we don't actually have a ring cam or any kind of a cctv actually at the moment because we haven't really needed to but this actually happened twice in one week with us so we had one guest who actually arrived with somebody else and it's like okay so it's two of you not just one and this chap had specifically said he was a lone traveler but 
okay so we sorted that out and then uh, another guest was staying for um, just over a week and it transpired he'd had somebody staying there as well because my team had been there and they'd realized so again that was all sorted out because they spoke to the guests and then uh, you know they paid for the additional person being there so it's important that you actually find out how many people are there and also um, you know from the point of view of anything happening at the property you need to know how many people are there so heaven forbid there was a fire or something you'd want to know how many people were supposed to actually be in the property so really important thing and so the second thing is if your guests well we have house rules so if your guest breaks your t's and c's or your house rules that we have in our t's and c's um, or they make an excessive amount of mess or if things go missing then you need to be able to charge them and we used to always have in our terms and conditions that we reserve the right to charge people um, after their departure within a certain time period um, but we didn't actually take the money and so that turned out to be a bit of an issue when you couldn't actually take the money from the guest in certain circumstances and um, one particular guest um, we didn't have the support from booking.com so we were out of pocket because um, we think actually the person was running a business and he didn't actually stay himself so it was all a bit of a mess that one so he lost out financially in that one so now what we do is we pre-authorize our deposit through our payment merchant uh, stripe you can just pre-authorize for up to seven days and then that means that that money is frozen from the person's credit card for example if it's that method and that's how we do it and so after their departure you can just cancel the pre-authorization a bit like you might have in a hotel when you check in they might ask to pre-authorize a certain amount of money um, 50 pounds or something in case you want something from the bar so it's like that kind of thing and they know that you're not going to disappear and not pay them well with this once the guest has checked out and you find out how the property has been left then if there's any issue or anything missing or damaged or you know excessive amount of dirt um, then you can take that money so you capture the payment uh, I would just say if it's over seven days, you do actually need to uh, take the money as a deposit, um, actually process the transaction because say if the guest is there for 14 nights and you've put in the pre-authorization at the beginning, then halfway through it will expire. So you'd actually need to actually take the deposit then and then refund it at the end if you were doing it that way. So we had this particular guest who did have additional, um, an additional friend there, um, actually made a huge amount of mess and it took the cleaners who are speedy, um, in total about six hours to clean the apartment when normally it would take two. And this guest did say, well, I've stayed there for just over a week and therefore it's an, an amount of mess. But actually we've had lots of guests stay for a week and it's usually two hours or a bit less to clean really well because our cleaners are awesome and so I wasn't having that and luckily my team had taken photos um, so you can go um, 
and get an app so properly or iAuditor and we're planning to go um, onto something like iAuditor um, that's our actual thought to have that so that means that you can see what the place is like um, when you've cleaned it so prior to the guests coming and then afterwards if it's left in a mess you can take the pictures and then also you can have pictures of the uh, pre-stay again so it's a whole cycle so you know what the place was like before they arrived and they there's photographic evidence and um, you can you know make sure that anything that is uh, ruined messed up excessively filthy or broken you have pictures of it as well so we have photos and honestly this guest I don't know um, a lot of the furnishings needed washing and there's very nasty substances on the bathroom sink and other places like cushions and anyway so that was not nice and we have I mean we're really lucky we don't have anything too bad we don't have touchwood while parties or anything we do a lot of due diligence on our guests and we don't get that kind of thing happening um but you know sometimes excessive mess you just think no it's not okay and um it is in our rules so we'll come to that at the end so we did charge the guest for that and also um there were you know it was it, they just broken um some of the house rules as well and also part of the bin had disappeared and <laughs> turned out the guests had just thrown it all in the great big wheelie bin trolleys as well and I can't understand that why you do that and there's supposed to be a liner in the bin you just take that outside why would you take a whole bin to the wheelie bin but I'm getting detailed now but you know we're all different so people do different things so we have quite a wide uh, you know sort of latitude on on what's okay and what isn't sometimes people are just messy so it might take a bit longer but when it's quite extreme I think you know it's beyond that and the photos are the things that tell you that so have your your evidence there and certainly if anything's missing you know you're going to have to replace that so you want to be able to have recompense to replace that um if you own your own linen you might have to replace that we'd have certainly had to replace a lot of linen um because it's been dyed and stained in various ways um so i can't imagine that would ever come out so we hire our linen luckily so that's one less um pain that we have <laughs> so but things like throws cushions and everything sometimes you have to replace them anyway but if you have to do an excessive amount of cleaning i think it's reasonable to uh, charge for that because it's going to cost you money and whether your team do it whether you have the laundry do it you know a local company um, a bigger company however you do it it's going to incur a cost for you so you need to get that back from the guests when they've not be behaved reasonably and booking.com have different grounds for uh, what they call um, guest misconduct as well so guest misconduct can be um, excessive uh, dirt and mess property not looked after um, you know items stolen so they have a certain series of criteria which is um, deemed to be guest misconduct and we had an actual booking.com guest as well um, do this so we were able to tell booking.com about this and we informed the guests that we had done that 
too. And so that just means that they know Booking.com are aware and they aren't going to say, oh, well, I'm going to go and tell Booking.com. It's like, well, that's fine because they know. So you just completely fair with people about that. So the third thing is that we have a system in place where we ask guests to sign terms and conditions. Um, and it's not the first thing that goes out to guests. We send welcome messages and we're happy for them to come and stay. And we have a whole series of um, messages that are automated and manual, just making sure the guest knows where to come and um request their choice of welcome pack all those kinds of things but we do ask guests to sign our terms and conditions and if we didn't the things we said above about getting money back when things are damaged or stolen um then you wouldn't be able to do that if the guests hadn't signed that because they just say well no nobody said i couldn't do that and on booking.com actually as an example it does say in the fine print we have put the deposit is taken and we do have terms and conditions that will need to be signed. So we do say that. But um, occasionally, somebody might fly off the handle about it. And um, I can understand it in terms of somebody thinking uh, they might be um, subject to some sort of scam or fraud because we do ask for address and passport photo of people coming overseas Um and if people are in the UK, driving license, something like that, we need photo ID because we need to make sure the guest who has booked is actually coming unless they book for somebody else. And then we need that person who's coming, their ID. And we are duty bound really by our freeholder to ascertain who's actually coming. And this has saved us from having some fraudulent bookings and parties we know because we've had people who's postcodes and things just didn't match up with the credit card they gave their address was complete fantasy and uh, they had um, obviously something on the go because then when we um, requested uh, alternative cards or payment because we'd marked the card invalid and these were booking.com bookings funnily enough um, then the guests just cancelled so if we weren't diligent like this about guests then uh, you know, our freeholder could have their place trashed and we don't want that because it's our business and it's their property. So we respect that. And most people, particularly corporate guests, don't even bat an eyelid when you ask them to sign T's and C's, not at all. And if you go and stay in a hotel, you have to sign the check-in form, which has their full contracts and T's and C's, but we just, none of us read it, do we? We just sign our life away like we do online. Do you read all the T's and C's? I think it was Michael McIntyre said, oh, I might have actually just signed over my entire possessions to Google. But anyway, <laughs> we just wait for them to come to the door and ask for um, possession of your house or something. It was really funny. But yeah, essentially, we're covering all bases by having T's and C's. And if a guest objects, we're just very calm about it and explain that a lot of small businesses like us uh, do request uh, uh, some kind of verification um, and that just helps guard both the card holder for example and us against fraud and so it works both ways and so we have um, we actually have a template that goes out through our channel manager explaining this but we can also put bespoke information in there if there's 
specific issues or speak to people on the phone actually i've had i've phoned people before um just saying oh you're going to be receiving t's and c's particularly if they're corporate guests and they're coming direct i'll speak to them on the phone anyway and um it will get to the point where my team do that too um as well i won't be such a control freak uh, but you know it's really important to just sort of smooth the way and you just casual about it because it's just a formality part of the process part of booking but like you know buying anything and you know it's a it's a contract and people are going to be staying in your property and most people are absolutely fine about that so the fourth thing that leads on from that really is always be calm and considerate with people so you may have you know a guest who's saying well you know I, I don't know what you mean I've trashed your property um so if you've got photos you can kind of be objective about that um you may have a guest who's objecting to sign, signing t's and c's but you don't know what experience those guests have had as people they're busy in their lives whatever they're doing you know they may be in the middle of um personal issues or difficulties or just having a bad day I don't know might have missed the train or just have having issues so there's no point um meeting any objections and arguments with any similar force no point antagonizing it just be calm and explain the situation and if somebody's broken your terms and conditions just say well I'm terribly sorry but this is the case and uh you know just say sorry and and thank people for their their booking and you know whatever you can do to smooth things out would be great but just stick to your guns because you know you don't want to be losing money when people haven't um done what they agreed to do and it's most people are absolutely lovely it's only few and far between that there are issues and so just ride the storm really and be gentle with people and i think they respect that you know it just takes the wind out of somebody's sails if they're going for you know going for blood or they're really upset about something and you just say oh, i'm terribly sorry i'm sure we can sort this out um and it's fine because people are people we're all the same we have our ups and downs so just be calm with people that's my fourth thing and the fifth thing so yeah have your processes in place like i was saying we don't have cctv um at our front door so you, you can't have it inside the property i'm just talking front door so you can see who's coming in and out but you can have it in your doorbell you can have other sorts but we may end up getting that if it starts to cost a lot of money um, having extra guests that we don't know about but uh it may not be cost effective we, we've got to weigh that up and a lot of people do have um, the ring cam and different things so they can see how many people are coming in there and it means that after a stay you'll be able to say actually I can tell that those people are coming in and not coming out till the morning and so you'd know that you could charge them and be completely valid with that so that's one thing that we could do that you could do processes as well so have your um, whole guest experience mapped out and all of the messages they get and so that you you know that they're going to receive terms and conditions and sign those and have good solid house rules in place so some of us refer to things that are the law like no smoking for example and we have no naked flames so we don't allow candles and incense burning and things like that because we can't risk uh, fire so it's an excessive risk there 
and we don't allow anyone to run a business in the property um, there are various businesses that have been tried to be run there only a couple of times um, so the oldest profession but yeah that's not allowed that's not the kind of target market we have because our corporate market may or may not like it but it's um, not something we want to be doing and uh, so no business can be run there so you, you know people um, may freelance and they may do work at home but it's not a place of work and just things like so one of our key things about SA is that we have guests and not tenants so there's a, a paragraph at the beginning that um, states the difference between uh, the guest being a guest and not a tenant and then lots of uh, things to do with things like um, our payment uh, methods and policies, our cancellation policies and um, we have the right to refuse bookings. Uh, guests who book have to be 18 but obviously children are allowed. Well that's not obviously, you may have SA where you don't want children if it's very high end. Um, we reserve the right to change the rates so seasonally we change rates um, visitors to the apartments are the responsibility of the guests uh, we have our check-in times and our check-out times as well and that we can extend stays subject to availability and have early or late check-ins uh, in the same way and we have a refund policy in there bookings are not paid within the period requested then um, we reserve the right to cancel those and we our house rules are things like uh, no damage is done no charges are incurred due to any illegal activity um, rubbish is placed in the bin with a liner keys are looked after or reported if lost and we call a locksmith and the guests would have to pay um, now this is these are all quite detailed but we don't list them out to the guests they are uh, in a digital format that the guests can read and then agree to if they do also we've got uh, no linens are taken from the property and what else have we got here there's all the GDPR and data protection in there and just when we do cleaning so it's a bit about the housekeeping the guests letting us know about complaints and we resolve those as soon as possible maintenance things like that so it was really everything to do with the guests being there and us making sure that they're okay essentially you know that the really straightforward rules aren't broken so if people do leave an excessive amount of mess or like there's loads of washing up and everything and that's breaking the T's and C's, but we wouldn't charge them the full deposit for that. We charge them however long it took the cleaners over and above the normal amount um, to do that. So essentially you're covering costs and uh, you're making sure that um, the guests have a great time actually. And just being um, aware and responsible in the, in the property. So all of these things are just to make sure that actually the guests has a great time and to show that we're being responsible and making sure that everything is maintained and looked after in the property and if people don't have 
um, any T's and C's to sign or ID to show, then they could be anyone actually, couldn't they? So I think by the very fact that we ask people for that, they know that we know who they are, not in a weird way, but actually when people are accountable, they actually behave a lot better. Now, as I said, most people are amazing and lovely and they just want to have a nice time and relax and chill out and enjoy using the broadband, all that sort of thing. Well, that's another thing that's in the um, T's and C's. We're not responsible if it drops. <laughs> just thought of that. Uh, occasionally it does. I think twice in the last year it has, but not very often. But yeah, so if people are accountable, then they behave a lot better because, you know, you know who they are. And I think people respect the fact that you are taking the time to be diligent and making sure they're okay, actually. So it shows an awareness and a level of responsibility for people and for the property too. But, you know, we're not uh, really... Um, hard and fast about it you know it's just the the way we approach it um and we try and be gentle and ease people into it it's not the first thing they receive and if we speak to them on the phone we tell them how the whole booking process goes and they're fully aware of what's going to happen next so the five points just to summarize then the first one is to make sure you've got the guests staying who you've got the id for and no extra guests than they've said. So if there are five people showing up, but you're thinking you've got one, then charge for those extra four guests and make sure there's room for them. And then you can set up the property for the right number of guests if you know who's coming. And of course, all the guests who come, there will be running costs associated with that. So you'd be out of pocket if you're not charging extra linen, all that sort of thing as well. And second thing, so if you have a guest who makes a mess or takes something from the property or damages something, then you need to follow up with that and get it sorted out, fixed, repaired, made amazing as soon as possible so that your property is available for your next guest and for booking. And third thing is if you have guest objections, so guests who don't want to sign your T's and C's, then just reassure them. So we actually have a template that we send out um, through to keep. Um, so if a guest does uh, object and say, oh no, I don't fancy signing T's and C's, I don't know what that's all about. Some of them, most people are fine and especially companies are absolutely fine about it because they understand. But sometimes guests think, what's going on? Why do I have to do this? Other places don't ask. So we have a gentle kind of template that we send out, just reassuring people it's purely to protect ourselves and them as a card holder. And it means we know who's coming and we can uh, just be sure that everything is in place. If we've got um, the ID for a guest, then it means that if there are any issues, we are covered because we'd be able to get the money back from them from our deposit if we take one but also we have the correct ID for that person to follow up because if you don't actually know who you've got staying there's actually no chance of recovering anything from anyone um, and also in the case as I mentioned of anything potentially going wrong you do need to know who's staying in your property 
especially if you're rent to rent, so as you have the responsibility to your freeholder. When you talk to the guest, so number four, about any issues, always just be calm, be respectful, and just gently ease the situation and don't inflame it, but just explain what's happened, why you've done things, and just be gentle with them because you don't know what's going on with them. And it's just best to be completely polite. And if there's an issue, just say, unfortunately, we've had to do this, it's part of our terms. And, you know, just explain it in a gentle way. Don't get into arguments with anyone. Don't justify everything. Just explain it gently. And if you've got your process in place, so that's number five, you're completely covered for all of these things happening in any case, because you'll have your deposit, you'll have your T's and C's signed, and you'll know um, who they are because you've got ID. And process in place, I, I auditor, if you've got your cleaners, they may not have I auditor to work with, but if they take photos um, of any damage or any mess anything like that that was there beforehand and now isn't there they you will have photographic proof and guests can't dispute that booking.com and other OTAs will be happy that you're proving that because you know some people might not be um, might have a different idea about levels of cleanliness and so forth but certainly um, we wouldn't charge unless it was extreme and took a lot longer. But And if you've had cleaners who are experienced and you know how long it takes to clean your property and it takes a lot longer, you really want to be recompensed. And so it just means you're covered with everything that uh, could happen. Also, really interesting thing is that guests who've signed T's and C's and provided ID are actually much more likely to behave well because if you didn't know who they were, then they could just do whatever they liked and they're not accountable because you don't have any of their details. So it just means that it's like if you're being watched, you behave better. If you're accountable, you behave better because it kind of pulls you into line. So that's a really interesting point. And as I said, guests are our lifeblood and they are awesome and that's what keeps our business going so lots of lovely corporate guests repeat bookings come and they're really easy to communicate they understand about the business they respect the property and they're really happy with the service that they get and it's really easy to deal with um, any issues with them because they're usually tiny and it's really easy to get along with people like that and they're really nice so any issues we just learn from and improve what we do from those as well. So thanks very much for listening and I look forward to having you join me next time. Take care. Sharing the secrets of success.